1: And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market. You wouldn't go into a football game without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate's no different. So we're gonna provide you that good information, local information, so that you can make some really good real estate decisions. And one of the beauties of this show is that every week we get the opportunity to have local realtors local affiliates, such as lenders, escrow people, termite inspectors, we get to have them on the show to uh, give us their take and in, in their information and their expertise. So to help me with that, today we have a first-timer, Natalie Chapazian Garrick of Guarantee Real Estate. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Don.
1: And you are, you were the 2018 new agent of the year yep. for Guarantee Real Estate. Yep. What did you have to do? Did you have to pay someone off or, <laughs> or how did you a- attain that? that?
2: Good old-fashioned hard work. Oh, Uh uh-huh. okay. Yep, That's a, it's a real award, real productivity.
1: <laughs> and with the name Chappasian, I could see uh, that hard work. Your father was in the business for yep. right? yep. many years.
2: yep, a broker, yep.
1: Yeah, had his own company. I remember that.
2: Realty World. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Right. Now, to assist Natalie, we have Dave Kidder of Keller Williams here in the uh, studio with us. Not a first-timer on the show. In fact, you've been here once or twice this year. Yes. And last year. I'm excited. And the year before. And the year
0: before. And the year before. How long has there been radio? So, yeah. (laughs) Going back.
1: (laughs) All right so um every every week it seems like the 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 market is certainly changing but we get a different take on it every week which is good i think we're we're all looking in the same direction uh seeing about the same thing but our our takes on it are personal so that that's why i want to ask you dave let me start off with you where do you see the local real estate market today.
0: I have to go back a little bit, say March, March, April, where when interest rates started to spike, I think there was a lot of concern. It did feel like the industry, the market may have, it almost felt like you tapped the brake because something's happening on the side of the road and you want to see. And in this case, it was interest rates, concerns about jobs and everything. So it seemed like it was slowed down a little bit we have had a price correction but I would say uh, looking at the numbers over the last couple months they feel like they have kind of stabilized homes are selling that are priced right and they're still selling in that two-week window the homes that are sitting on the market were maybe a little overpriced and they haven't come down yet
1: okay now you how long have you been in the business here well, lo- here locally Cause since I
0: there's a story. 2012, I relicensed here in Fresno, in California.
1: Okay, because you were licensed in Washington. Yeah. This is the a local real estate is show. Hyper
0: local, <laughs> hyper local. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So, is two weeks normal to sell a home? No, that's still
0: below. If I look over the since 2012, that's way below the average. I'd say 30 to 45 days, somewhere in there, depending on the price range and everything. So we're still well below that average. Now, th- again, these are the homes that are going into contract. These aren't the homes that have been on the market for a while. Ah, And there's point. a difference. I think eventually we're going to start seeing those days on market of what how quick homes are closing. I think we're going to start seeing that go up unless people get uh, realistic on their prices. All right. And I'd say our market has become realistic. Before, it seemed like it was a little... Um, hard to figure sometimes
1: what would be your take natalie um so you've done this since 2018 is two weeks fast
2: well 17 actually but (laughs) 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 but that's okay uh yeah two weeks is still pretty fast yeah um i think that the market has absolutely shifted a little bit in the last five six months um and but to the public, I think it looks like the real estate market is, you know, crashing or, but really the anomaly is actually from the last, you know, 2020, even 2019, 2020, 2021, those were the anomaly years. That's the stuff that was abnormal. So right now we're just having a, a shift back to what's what is normal and it might look like the sky's falling but it really isn't it's it's that we're just getting back to a more stable realistic real estate market that's really healthy for um buyers to be able to buy homes uh and you know all it for it to run a little more smoothly instead of us you know running around like chickens with our heads cut
1: off. <laughs> that's right so i i like what you're saying that last year was not normal, maybe we're closer to normal now.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and here's something that happened a lot uh, last year in in the first part of 2022 is you'd find a new listing for a buyer, the buyer loves it, they wanna put in an offer, you find out there's already seven offers out there. So the question is, do you go 20,000 over asking price or 25 over the asking price? that part seems to have not gone away but slowed down would you agree with that one
2: absolutely yeah there's um 2021 for sure it was within you were moving too slow if you were showing your client a new listing like after it's been on the market for one day. You were way too slow. There was at least, you know, I would call agents and instead of saying the normal questions we used to say, it was like, hi, hey, how many offers do you have on uh, Del Mar, you know? And they would always come back with, oh gosh, you know, 15. <laughs> and and at that point, it was really discouraging for buyers and even agents where, oh gosh, we missed it. We were a couple hours too late.
1: Okay, so here's, I'm going to give both of you a trick question now. <laughs> so maybe not a trick question, but, a, but one I didn't prepare you for. And that is, as a realtor, which market do you prefer? Something like last year where it's like everybody thought we were making money hand over fist. Uh, although, you know, if you were offered, if you lost out on um, a home with 10 offers and you didn't get it, you didn't make any money but what Dave let's start with you. So I like this market better this is
0: if I am working with a buyer I want to know that they have a chance of finding a home that if we go out and look at five homes today that they have a chance or that they'll one of those homes will be a home they want to buy and that they actually have a chance to think about it for a little while. Of course we do our job we find out when will they be presenting offers and if it's in my opinion, how it should be, offers are presented as you get them. They'll at least say, I'm presenting offers this evening, tomorrow, Monday, something like that. So we now have a little bit of time. Before it was, the listening went live at 11 and it's 1 o'clock and we're too late. What do you think, Natalie?
2: I agree. I I definitely prefer this market uh, as opposed to the way it was last year or even early this year. Um, I think that it's never it's not a good market where you're having to fo- you know you're telling your buyers okay we just we just left the house i'm locking it up i'm putting the keys away and i'm like do you like it do you want to make an offer we i mean you we don't have time to wait until tomorrow so you know if you like it you have to decide now i feel <laughs> i feel like i had to get talk to my buyers a lot like that and um you know it's a big purchase and you want you want your client to think long and hard on it but in the past market we were in it's it's you didn't have that option it's like you if you want it we need to know 5 minutes ago
1: <laughs> here's something i experienced this past week um, on monday i set up an appointment with a buyer and we picked out 3 homes that we were going to go look at however she couldn't look until She was back in town on Friday. By Friday, two of the three were already in escrow. Um, And one of them had multiple offers and went over asking price. So it's, I I think Dave's analogy of you're driving down the freeway and you had to tap the brakes because you saw a CHP officer there. Well, you didn't, you didn't say the CHP officer, but I I added that in. You were in my head though. (laughs) That's right. So for a buyer to think that you know the market is in a free fall it, is that healthy for a buyer to think that
0: absolutely not I think now is a now is the best buying opportunity we've had in three years mm-hmm if I want to go find a house today chances are I'll be able to find a house interest rates I'm sorry interest rates are at a level historical levels uh, maybe a little below so we we got used to three percent interest we're gonna get used to six and seven percent interest eventually because that's the way the market runs if it's a house that meets my needs and i see myself living there 20 years from now what who cares what my interest rate what care who cares what my purchase price was it's free and clear in 20 years if this is my dream home buy the home if it fits your needs buy the home
1: okay great um so, And I've been using the analogy that it's a freeway analogy too, uh, hopefully not a, um, a small street analogy, and that is that we've been driving 80 miles an hour, and now we're slowing down to 70. 70 is still fast. Two weeks on the market is still fast. Uh, I've got some statistics here. In August of 22, homes were selling just slightly under 100% of the asking price, 99.7. Um, so it, if, it's pr- if the home is priced well, it'll do well. I had one where uh, the asking price was 470 Somebody came in at 425 saying, well, you know, the market's in a free fall and you know what's going on and It's like, no, I don't know what's going on, right? (laughs) Anyway, uh, two other offers came in, and it sold at full price.
0: Yeah. So,
1: all right. Um, Let me give some stats and and just get your take on it. So, in July of this year, we had 632 stats, stats, 632 solds, and in August, it went up 710. Is that a sign that we're picking up speed again? I think
0: you need to see that trend over a few months. And we're coming into the winter months. Two years ago, December was the biggest month of the year. More homes were sold in December than any other month of the year. So, again, an anomaly. If this is a normal year, we may see that number trail off a little bit going into the end of the year. But the people who are out are serious buyers, and the
1: people who are selling are serious sellers. So you should be able to come to terms and if all you do is follow stats, it's going to be a head scratcher because here we went from 632 to 710. But if you compare year to year, August of 21, there were 890 solds, quite a bit more. But in August of 21, the median price was 370, and in August of 22, 395. So we're still. Prices are still higher than they were a year ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's your prediction? Let's start with you, Natalie.
2: Oh, boy. Um, my prediction is I do think that prices are uh, still going to climb, but just at a much healthier rate. Um, I, uh, In the past, it's been, you know, oh, the house across the street sold for 400 so we'll put ours on at four you know, 30, and then you get 450 for it. And now, you know, so I don't think it's going to climb like that. Um, I think we're back to, like I said, a healthy, healthier market where, um, you know, it'll grow. It, it's still going to grow. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, but it'll be a much
0: So according betterment. to your... I'm sorry, Natalie. No. I do this to
1: you all ahead. the time. <laughs> you do. I've noticed I, that. Yeah, I <laughs> Actually, you do it to me too. Stop slapping me.
0: <laughs> uh, You've already said that our market is up what about seven, eight percent over the same time last year, and I feel like we're going to stay in that seven to nine percent over last year, which means that for this market to collapse, say ten percent, we're going to be back to our prices we were back last July, and last July was considered one of the hottest real estate markets ever. So I, the year will end
1: up yeah. higher. And a good thought to remember, up market, down market, the home is still there. The home is still something you use. So there you go. And with that thought, we're going to our first commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's Most Informative Real Estate Talk Show. And helping me out today is Mr. Dave Kidder from Keller Williams, Fresno, here in the studio, along with Natalie Chapage and Garrick of Guarantee Real Estate. And um, thank you both for helping out. Um, boy, it was kind of weird. As soon as we went, here we were talking about stats and all of a sudden comes the commercial that uh, that I recorded and I I noticed that I was on the air again uh, on the headset and there were some different numbers in there so (laughs) um, I don't want you to think that I'm uh, making things up it's just that that's how stats work it's in the rearview mirror so what Dave and Natalie and I are talking about today, live on the air are stats that I pulled up last night. The ones on that commercial were from a month ago. Um, and remember, stats are in the rear view mirror. So when I said that um, in July that it was up from, uh, thir- it was up to 13 days on the market, and now we're talking two weeks on the market. Eh, it's close, but it's 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 still different. That's why you can look. I, I loved what a um, weather reporter said one time. Do you guys remember Angelo mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, he said, you know, you can look at all the computer readings you want to figure out the weather, but don't forget to look out the window. That was excellent. And here we are in September. Nice September day beautiful mm-hmm. yeah so let's now talk about i guess september is national realtor safety month yes it is which one of you wants to uh leave that off well
0: i just have to say if you if you are uh if you've been a realtor or an affiliate for the last three years and you've attended tuesday mornings you'll find that natalie and i are co-chairs for that and we great relationship great rapport and there are times she'll smack me and say it's your turn. I'll smack her back, or I'll just hand her a live ma- mic and say, "Here you go." So, it's my it's been my rare pleasure to to work with Natalie over the last three years. So
1: on safety, you, you, think- you two do make a good team. It kind of reminds me of that other team, Burns uh, and Allen,
2: uh, Regis and Kelly.
1: Regis and Kelly. Yeah, that's more modern. <laughs> uh. I was thinking more Abbott and Costello. There you go. Okay. <laughs>
0: hey, Mo. <laughs> So the these tips are to realtors, and because there's been a lot of things in the news lately about realtors who have been attacked, there have been some killings, there have been some uh, very dangerous situations, and so uh, we want to address safety for realtors, but these things also apply for everybody. And probably, like, there's 56 tips that came out. We're not going to cover them all, but the, uh, the first one that I'd like to talk about is uh, keep it light. So if you're doing something after after dark, and we're going to start getting into shorter hours here where it gets dark earlier. If you're going to be doing something after dark, make sure that where you're going to is well lit. If you're going to be showing homes or with a realtor or if you're going to the shopping mall or something, if you're in a place where it is dark, try to find a place where it's light so that other people can see you. The... Uh, Situational awareness, I think, is the big. What I get from reading through all these is: be aware of what's around you. Be aware of your situation. Um, uh, just be aware.
1: Okay,
2: great. Yep. Uh, I have a tip that can go for everybody, but for, as a woman, you know, we carry our big purse and our. Um, I'm, I'm usually got my purse, my sunglasses. If I'm showing houses, I have you know, keys. I've got maybe a notepad with me and some paperwork. And I've gotten a lot better about, I mean, there's not much I could do. I realized if someone was to be hiding behind this bush or uh, carrying all this stuff, it's going to be really hard to try to do anything, you know, defend myself or even run away with our heels on. So I've gotten good about carrying less. Uh, I'm trying to uh, Use my fanny pack more because <laughs> it keeps your hands free. Um, not, you know, just also with what Dave said, being aware. I mean, if I'm going to a new area that I'm not, you know, familiar with, uh, I, I I try not to um, wear, you know, expensive jewelry or uh, I do. However, one thing you always want to carry on you is your cell phone, Um for safety purposes but um, yeah I think carrying a lot less things with you uh, you know purses are easy an easy thing for um, someone to snatch away so I'm gonna I highly support the fanny pack for us women as a safety <laughs> as a safety tip and tool
1: <laughs> okay great so so far of the 56 tips we have two L's <laughs> lights and less <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. what,
1: what else is on that list of uh 56 i'm trying to make this into an l if
0: don't broadcast everything that you're going to do on social media don't let people know that you're going to be gone for the next two weeks and your house is vacant because you got to find a place for your dog to stay all of those things on uh social media is broadcasting the fact that oh here's a house that's easy to go find and go break into and people are tracking our our activities through social media and a lot of people that we don't want to know are tracking us and we need to be very very careful don't broadcast that and the realtors and the public alike.
2: Yep. And along with that, uh, for, for us as realtors, when you got a seller or even a buyer who's just either moving out of a home or moving into a home, um, I, I like to remind my clients to try your best not to show um, if there's you know visual signs out in front of a property. Um, like, for example, you've got all these boxes out in front of a trash can. Like, Break the boxes down, put them inside the trash can because you don't want to call attention to the fact that this house is, you know, there's, there possibly might be, it might be vacant because we've got a big problem with, uh, that kind of bad activity at vacant homes.
0: So you had, you had a situation come up about a house that was tented, Mm -hmm. one of the requirements.
2: Yep. So, um, my clients just moved into their home, their new home, um, it was had to be tented for termites, and um, while it was tented, they had already moved a lot of their stuff in. And while it was tented, they did the house did get broken into. Uh, come to, I, I did not realize that that was a thing, but it is that um, there there are criminals out there that uh, um, tr- you know look for tented houses, and they know that nobody is in there, and they go in there and they do take. Uh, valuables
1: (laughs) boy that's got to be dangerous on their part because that house is being gassed and i would think that uh if they don't go in just properly or at least with some breathing apparatus um, they may not walk out of that house
2: Right. Well, they, these these ones did, unfortunately. <laughs> well,
1: those
0: those chemicals are not going to impair their mental abilities because that's already happened. So oh. they <laughs> may be immune to some of them. I don't know.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: so this, this is – and this is a shout-out to the guys out there. If you have – if you're working with someone, if you're a realtor, if you're just uh, – Public doesn't matter, and if you know you have a lady friend or wife, a daughter, somebody who's going to be going someplace, and you're not sure, go with them. Volunteer to to go with. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. I, I just if we're going to do an open house, I always I recommend that there be a lender or another realtor, so there's at least two people in a vacant home or in in a home that's being held open, and it's, it goes
1: the same. If I'm going to go someplace, I'm not sure grab somebody Mm -hmm. and here's a tip that i learned from the fresno pd so if if you're the seller and you have a vacant home and it's going to be on the market two things you really really want to do keep it well lit because burglars don't like lights Mm -hmm. and the other one is take care of the home mow the lawn keep it as green as possible few years ago I used to say keep it green now I'm just saying keep it as green as possible but this way it's you're it's not a no-brainer that that house is vacant
2: yep I have one more tip okay uh, and this goes for everybody but we all know how realtors are We're, we we work off of our phone right well It might be obvious, but we should not be driving and dialing, texting, Um, you know, when we're behind the, it's so hard as a real estate agent when you get a text or a, you know email anything to you want to reach for your phone but um I just heard a story from a my someone in my office that sideswiped a car while they were you know reaching for their phone um trying they're trying to do business behind the wheel and um I just want to remind everybody to stay off your phones while you're driving.
0: Don did did you find that that was a little bit directed at you and me?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's it's not just other people that we have to be leery of; it's ourselves, <laughs> is what you're saying. I mean, if we're distracted, Weird. doing distracted driving, hey, that's realtor safety too. Right. Yeah, my
0: insurance agent just canceled my policy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's about time. About time. Hey, but
1: Bobby Thistle's here. Uh, he's a farmer's <laughs> that's agent. That's right. He's our board operator. I think he can line you right. He can line
0: up. Line me right back up, the <laughs> if he wanted. <laughs> so people may be calling to look at a house or something like that, and the realtor should be asking you to, if I've never met you before, to meet you in the office. Please respect that. It's for your safety and it's also for their safety. I don't know you. I I have no idea. And but this also goes to like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. If I've got something for sale and somebody says, I really want to buy that, I'm not going to meet you in after dark in a back alley someplace to show you my car. I want to meet someplace lit where other people are
1: aware of what's going on. And it's not, that is a great, great tip that Dave Kidder just gave, gave us. And that is, yeah, I know it surprised me too, but, <laughs> but uh, it's not just for safety. What do we say in the beginning of, of the show? you wouldn't go into a football game without a well-prepared game plan real estate's no different so yeah it's a good idea to meet at the office first come up with a game plan meet one another make sure that that's the realtor that you want to be representing you uh, the realtor should make sure that that's a client that you want to represent and um, so it's not just for safety it's also wise game planning mm-hmm.
0: We. We as realtors have a, have it's not a, a duty to know who we're working with and not to show homes to people that are not qualified. So one of the things we want to make sure is, and it gives us an opportunity, is are you qualified and are we showing you homes in your price range? And that also happens mm-hmm. at that meeting.
1: Okay, and with those thoughts, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940-KYNO. Go check out my Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio with us today, we have Natalie Shapasian garrick of Guarantee Real Estate. We also have Dave Kidder of Keller Williams Realty here in Fresno, and the two of them work together as our Tuesday morning multiple listing service co-chairs. Yep. Right. Tell us, what do you do? What does that mean, and how does that benefit the public?
0: I think we spend most of the day trying to get the other one to do our job. <laughs>
2: <So>.
1: uh, <laughs> uh, I've noticed that today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So it is a weekly meeting at the Fresno Association Realtors. And we, um, yeah, every Tuesday morning, we focus on educating our, our fellow Realtors and affiliates. Um, different topic each week. We have speakers come in. Um, and our focus, our goal is really to just help um, our fellow realtors uh, better their business in some way, which, you know, the topics are pretty much endless and changing constantly. So um, we've done this for two and a half years now. And um, yeah, and, you know, we touch on things like as a realtor, there's a code of ethics that we all follow. So we uh, are constantly reminding our realtors about the code of ethics that we're held to um what else dave feature listings
0: yeah oh yeah one and that's that's a almost a a market thing so every tuesday we will present new listings and so if they've come live in the last you know, week and the agent has a chance to present them on tuesday morning well for the last two and a half years we've had no listings to present now all of a sudden we have four five six listings every tuesday which means that they haven't gone pending yet. So we've got our inventory's come
1: up a little bit. And it's a great way to market by networking. Uh, I've been to those meetings many times, and um, I remember going to one where somebody got up and said they have a buyer looking for this, this, and this. Uh, so if you have something coming up, and I thought, wow, last night I just listed that one that yep. had this, this, and this. I told them about it, that it was going to go into the MLS that morning, and they were the first out there to look at it. They ended up buying it. It promotes
0: the spirit of cooperation amongst brokers, which is the key to the the multiple listing services that we have agreed to cooperate with each other. I mean, agreeing to cooperate with each other is one thing. Wanting to cooperate with each other is huge, and that's what I think we accomplished on
1: Tuesday morning. That's right, because it's not just one company. It's uh, quite a few different companies that are getting together and sharing. Yep. Right. Uh, Absolutely. When you share, you, you get ahead. You
0: care. <laughs>
1: when you share, you care. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's get into some industry issues, things that are happening right now in September of 2022. And we had mentioned inventory earlier. Is the inventory um, more favorable right now? Than it was a few months ago?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, there's. That was an easy question. Yeah, it it? was. (laughs) Yeah, there's absolutely more options. Um, It it was, there was a year or two there where I, you know, when you take your client out to see houses, it's like, no, we're going to go out and see. This house <laughs> because <laughs> it's the only, it's one, the only one, and we've got to go today, and we've got to go right now. So uh, that has changed a little bit back to uh, more fun times where you can actually go out and show multiple homes to your buyer, uh, make a day of it, and um, yeah, that it's a good. They have options.
0: In 2012, when I came back in, there were over 5,000 homes on the market. During, I mean, we were in the middle of, you know, foreclosure, short sales, everything else. In March of 2020, there were 2,500 homes on the market. A month later, there were 750 homes on the market because of COVID. So we had, we had a, we dropped it by a third or, you know, a third in inventory overnight. We haven't been over a 1,000 homes on the market until earlier part of this year. Now we're what, 1,600 homes on the market? So it's come up. We're nowhere
1: near where it was before COVID though. So what caused that big drop in 2022? You said COVID. Was it people saying, I want to go buy a house? So all of a sudden there was a rush on it. Or did people take it off, take their homes off the market? We had the largest
0: number of cancellations of listings like in a two week period that we've ever had. And people just said, no, I don't want strangers in my house. I don't want to risk it. I don't, I don't know what prices Seemed like they were going to weaken considerably and they weakened for about two weeks. And because
1: of the lack of inventory, it stopped, and it's been up ever since. Oh, so supply and demand kicked in. Yep. (laughs) Interesting economic theory.
0: (laughs) Works in houses, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so inventory is an issue out there. How about, what are some other um, industry issues out there? Interest rates, how is that impacting us? the
0: <laughs> I'm getting slapped again the the <laughs> the buyer who could afford a four hundred thousand dollar home is now able to afford a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home by the rise in interest rates from three to six percent, and that's tapped the brakes a little bit is now we have less buyers to work with or the buyers at a lower level than where they had been
1: Let me throw a thought in there and um, this is one where i've got to think about it for a few months and and see how it really comes about but it seems like when interest rates were really really low people jumped over the starter home and went right to the forever home because they could afford it maybe we might be getting back to normal a little bit more where people buy a starter home make one or two or three steps into the into the forever home. Oh, you mean normal? Yeah, normal. (laughs) So, all right. Um, How about people that say, I'm gonna wait till the rates come back down. What's your advice for them?
0: (laughs) So, interest rates, again, This is a tough one because as interest rates have risen, so have rents. So am I really, am I getting ahead if my rents are going up? And here's the, here's the gap. We have a rent cap in the area, but now all investors I talk to are going to take consistent rent increases every year because they have to. They, they didn't before. Now they, they can only take so much. Well, it's a 5% increase a year depending on inflation. So now they're going to take rent increases every opportunity they can. When I buy a home, my payments are set. My insurance is, you know, that some flexi- uh, flexibility. My taxes are set. They can go up marginally, but they're pretty much set. All of my costs of living have frozen once I buy a house. If I'm renting a house, there's no, there's no cap on what I'll be paying ten years from now.
2: What I like to say is, if you are renting, your interest rate is. 100 percent so don't complain about a six percent uh, because if you're renting like i said it's a hundred percent interest rate you're paying because you're not going to walk away with any equity you're not going to really get anything out of that home um whereas if you you own it you know six percent's not so bad <laughs>
1: yeah i remember what i told my son a year ago when he was considering buying a place in florida where he lives at and he goes, I don't know. Maybe I should wait until prices come down. Maybe I should wait till interest rates go lower. I said, Steven, they're at three <laughs> percent. How much closer to zero can you get? No. Um, but then I also said, you know, the here's the true advantage of owning your own home. Um, if the world goes upside down, uh, which he was worried about this and that, and it, it's. If, if the world goes upside down and you own your own home, you know where you can go at night and lay your head. Yep. And if you have a fixed-rate mortgage, you know what your, your housing cost is going to be in the year 2043. So um, it, it's, it's a good thing. It is.
0: And I ask people, are you going to own this home for two years or 20 years? Is this your lifetime home? And if they say, well, I, w- I want to go two years and I want to make money in two years then I have to shake my head and say, I don't know if that's possible. And maybe that person, it's best to rent until they decide where it is that they want to go. If they know they're going to be transferred out of the area, maybe renting is, is, is the best solution.
1: All right. Seller expectations have changed. Um, the seller, once again, has to be at the negotiating table. And the seller has to try again. Uh, what do you tell a seller who says... Well, I know you're telling me I should list for, at 350, but so and so down the street is on the market for 360, and my house is better.
2: Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of educating going on right now with our sellers as realtors. Uh, like we that. yeah, we have to educate our clients, and um, I think there's plenty of um, you know examples on the multiple listing service where we can show we can show our clients. Uh, examples where look at you know this house priced above where it you know the comps are and look they are sitting they 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 ended up sitting on the market for whatever you know 60 days and look at where they closed escrow at you know their sold price is far below where they had listed where and then you can use other examples this house price was priced where the comparables are at, uh, it sold in seven days and they got a- above what they were expecting or wanting. Um, and you can definitely shoot yourself in the foot um, by overpricing, especially in a market like we're in right now where, um, you know, buyers have dropped off slightly because of interest rates and, um, you know, the worst thing you can do for yourself is is overpriced your home right now.
1: Or underpresent it. Mow the lawn. <laughs> it's true. Make the bed. Okay, and with those thoughts, we are going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino your host and here we have natalie and garrick of guarantee real estate dave kidder of keller williams real estate and we are talking about the market today so here's something on the market that i'm seeing and hearing a lot of because and that is to cash out your equity um most people have And when I say most, I'm talking almost everybody. If you bought a house two years ago, you've got equity um, because prices have gone up. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you bought five years ago, you certainly have equity. Well, a lot of companies are trying to tap into that and convince us that "Ah, we need to pay off our credit card debt by refinancing the mortgage um what what's what are you seeing out there dave let's start with you
0: (laughs) i the temptation is great well it is my money why not uh i want to use it for something i i don't prescribe to any financial gurus out there i do prescribe to you know solid i hope financial theory that unless i have a real real need emergency need or something for that cash then don't touch it. I'm going from a 3% interest to a 6% interest. I'm paying points. I'm giving up a lot of money to get my equity. Maybe the cheaper way is let's sell this house and downsize is maybe a, a better way to look at doing something like that. But I unless I have a real specific need for that money, leave it in your home. It's a forced savings account. Let it continue to grow.
1: I like that a forced savings account. Natalie, are you, are your clients talking to you about that at all? Uh, you know, should we refinance?
2: Um, of course, and even friends and family, and I, I myself, my husband, and I just yesterday opening the mail, and of course, there's something in there saying, you know, pull out two hundred or whatever, you know, some big amount, and it is very tempting, and um, it, but the reality is, is um. You can get yourself into some trouble by pulling out all your equity and then going and using it, you know, on whatever, buying a boat or buying a this. And um, yeah, definitely not a smart thing to do unless it's absolutely, you know, something that you really, there are some situations where I would say it's something you should do. um, But for the most part, we should be leaving our equity in our (laughs)
1: home. And this is how tempting it is. Um, I have to admit, I did that before. Um, so I, I purchased an automobile by doing a cash-out refi on one of my rental homes. And, um, so it, and I felt like I could afford it, so I did a 15-year loan. Um, but I only kept the car for seven years. So that means for the next eight years, I was still paying on the car that I had already sold. Not too brilliant, right? So that, that's mm-hmm. how tempting it is that even I fell for that one. However, fortunately, I had a good mentor who told me, always follow the 80% rule. I said, okay, John, what's the 80% rule? He said, if that property is worth $200,000, don't borrow 80% of the $200,000 take that down to uh, 80%. Take it down to 160 and now you borrow 80% of the 160 so that you're still maintaining equity. Mm -hmm. And after I bought it, yes, the market went down um, and and values dropped, but I didn't get hurt real bad other than my pride that I was paying, now paying on a car that I didn't even have anymore. So uh, there you go.
0: Right. The the idea of I'm gonna I'm gonna refinance and pay a ho- off high credit card, so when I refinance, my payments are probably gonna go up. Take that take that amount. Your payments are would go up if you refinance and apply that amount to your credit cards. Leave the equity alone. You're gonna have loan fees. You're gonna have other f- uh, appraisal fees. You're gonna have all kinds of costs against that. So if I'm buying milk with my credit card. Think of it this way. Do I want to be paying for that gallon of milk for the next 30 years? So <laughs> that's a really good point. Take that difference and pay it down. You'll find that you're going to reduce those credit cards very quickly.
1: All right. Why should people have equity? I mean, what is is it just pride that, hey, I only owe 100000 and it's worth 400000 You know, these guys on uh, the advertisements are saying, unlock your equity there's a lot of ways to unlock your equity without
0: refinancing uh, equity in a home does bring you buying power when i say i own this home i can walk into a dealership if i got good credit i have this equity chances are i'm going to get the best deal on that car if i do want to buy a new car chances are they're going to give me just as good a credit interest rate on that as they would if i refinanced it but that equity the home ownership gives you buying power if if you want to You know build your credit up
1: owning a home is the best place to start and the more equity you have the more security you have so maybe you're not doing dollar for dollar but you certainly are getting value by having security by knowing you have lots and lots of equity that also gives you options so if something comes up you have the option to sell refinance if you had to Mm -hmm. so The answer is not always in a tangible dollar-for-dollar thing. It's also the intangible security.
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
1: Okay, we only have about a minute left. What is your best real estate advice? Dave, start with you. I would still, if it's
0: your dream home, if it fits your needs, I'd buy it today. I'd buy it tomorrow, but I would buy it today. In 20 years, it's still going to be free and clear, and it more than likely
1: will have gone up in, in value. Natalie Shapajian Garrick, oh, what boy. what do you think?
2: Uh, I just I believe in home ownership, and I, I believe that uh, it is um, one of the best or the best way to for for you know to gain generational wealth and have something uh, in the long run to leave to your children. And uh, it's just, you know, I've never seen real estate drop to uh, you know zero. Like sometimes what we're seeing in the stock market right now. So it's just real I believe in real estate and I encourage, you know, if if everybody there there's a way and there's a plan for everybody. So yep.
1: All right. I wanna thank both of you for coming in today and sharing your expertise, your knowledge, and I wanna thank all our listeners for tuning in and sitting back enjoying that cup of coffee and, and learning about real estate and home ownership. We'll be back again next week, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, Saturday mornings, 9 to 10. Thank you, Don. Thank Bye. you. Bye.